Hey, Flaunt Squad, welcome to the show. I am your host, Aja, and on Flaunt Performance Podcast, we talk about the love of running. We are the podcast for the voluptuous runner, and we don't concentrate on weight loss. You may hear some of our guests talk about that sometimes or mention it sometimes, but that is not our concentration. We talk about the love of running in the bodies that we already have. And our motto is all bodies are built to run. You can go to flauntperformance.com to pick up some tips for the voluptuous runner. I have a very special guest today. Ah, It's my husband. We're going to be talking about safety on those trails. It's fall. It is now October 2017 and it's beautiful outside. And I know everybody wants to hit those trails. But there have been quite a few stories about safety hazards, specifically for women runners. So we're going to be talking about some things um, and how you can stay safe out there, whether or not you're on the trail, if you're running the streets, wherever you are, wherever you enjoy running, we're going to be talking about safety. So welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? Hope everyone's having a great day day today now I actually came home one day because I met somebody well I didn't come home because I met somebody that makes no sense I came home one day and I told you that I met somebody who was on her way to a jujitsu self-defense class for runners and you said jujitsu why would they be doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu? It was specifically Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Why would they be doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu for runners? That doesn't even sound right. That's counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. So what did you mean by that? Um, I mean, well, basically just what I meant by that is Brazilian jiu-jitsu is... Brazilian jiu-jitsu in and of itself is really... It's, it's not really a combat-based art. Oh, it's not really a combat-based system. It's not really something that's uh, really for um, street-level self-defense and protection. Um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is something that is really more so based in... Um, most of its effectiveness is done in a uh, combat sport uh, type of arena. So MMA guys, um, you know, the mixed martial artists, uh, competition... It's based on that type of thing because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has a lot of it's it's a lot of ground techniques. That that's really where where it's where it's based at is, is a lot of ground stuff. Um, so, I mean, it can be effective uh, if you're thinking about it from the perspective of dealing with one person, um, and you know maybe like a you know a rape situation, uh, things of that nature. It could possibly be affected where somebody already has you pinned. Uh, but if you're talking about a runner who's outside running um, during the daytime or at night and they're trying to defend themselves using Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I mean, I, I think I think that you're putting yourself in a dangerous situation because it's mostly dealing with the ground. And the ground is really the last place you want to be when it comes to a fight. That's kind of like a last resort type of thing. Okay, so I forgot to mention that you are a black belt in VSK. We're going to be talking about what that is. And also, you practice Kung Fu, see? 
I like them fierce. Flaunt squad. I like them fierce. So let's talk about what VSK is, first of all. Uh, VSK Jiu-Jitsu is really a system that is... um, VSK Jiu-Jitsu is a system that's headed up by Grandmaster Anthony Muhammad. Um, He's captain of the FOI for the Nation of Islam, Chicago, well, nationwide... And uh, he, that's the system developed from his three, the three systems that he studied under, his three teachers, uh, most notably Dr. Moses Powell, um, who's the first um, African-American male uh, to teach the Secret Service uh, in the United States, um, his system being Sanukas Ru Jiu-Jitsu, um, also from his teacher, Grand Professor Florendo Visitacion, um, and his system, Vijitsu Tay. Um, and also uh, Soke Lil John Davis uh, system Kumite Ru Jiu Jitsu. So that's how you get the VSK, a V Jitsu Te, Sanukas Ru, and Kumite Ru Jiu Jitsu. Um, the Jiu Jitsu, uh, the Jitsu that I studied um, is, is is really more rooted in a traditional um, Japanese, you know, style uh, Jiu Jitsu, and. Jiu-Jitsu is termed as being the mother art uh, because all other Japanese martial arts all come out of Jiu-Jitsu. They all focus on a particular aspect of Jiu-Jitsu. So you have uh, Karate, which is focused more on the striking aspect of Jiu-Jitsu. So punches, kicks, hand techniques, you know, foot foot and leg techniques. Um, then you have Judo, which Judo is a sport version of Japanese jiu-jitsu so judo um, comes out of it judo focuses on the um, off balancing sweeps throws um, choke choking uh, techniques that come out of jiu-jitsu then you also have aikido aikido comes out of jiu-jitsu as well that's more focused kind of on the footwork um, the throws as well as the uh, locking uh, techniques that come out of jiu-jitsu so uh, jiu-jitsu encompasses all of those elements um, and it's a and it's a system that comes out of um comes out of uh you know Japanese hand to hand wartime you know samurais you know use that when they uh, found themselves without a weapon. So why is Brazilian jiu-jitsu something that we should not be trying to use as runners? What's the difference? Well, the difference is that, I mean, if you, if you research Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, you're going to find um, the Gracie family. So the Gracie family, you know, Helio Gracie, Royce Gracie, uh, these guys, um, which, uh, you know, they, they, they were awesome, you know, in, 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 in competition. Um, but you can even find some of their, you know, younger uh, descendants that are out here still teaching, you know, and keeping the system alive right now. And they'll tell you that in terms of, of just basic street level combat, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is not the best thing for that. Um, just because of the environment that is more so trained and what is more so um, designed for is for competition. It's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff being on the ground. It's just it's a strategic art, uh, which is all great and fine. But when we're talking about runners and we're talking about self defense, we're not talking about sport. You know what I mean? We're not talking about sport. We're not talking about competition. We're not trying to pin people and get points. You're not trying to, you know, 
wrestle around with somebody on the ground and lock them up and get the ref, you know, and get them to tap out, you know, because you're about to choke them out. Now, so in terms of in terms of a runner, and if you're dealing with a majority of population that's most likely not trained, you know, in you know self defense or physical combat, right? You know, they're runners. You know, these are people that are just enjoying running, so they're not really thinking about that type of thing. You're you're more so suited. Um, or, or it's it's better for you to think more about um, striking the most vital points and staying on your feet. You don't want to go to the ground, but Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is based on the ground. You know that's that's what you do in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. If you go to a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class, you know you're you know you're locking up and you're you're going to the ground. I mean, you you watch any any MMA fight. Um, once they, you know, get into a clinch or they got them up against the, up against the gate, you know, the side of the ring and they start trying to hook each other's legs to take somebody down, that's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So when they all on the ground, rolling around, trying to do all that, that's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So if you want to find yourself in that type of situation, you know, when you're, when you're a runner and somebody attacks you, jumps out on the bushes, they following you or whatever, then I mean, hey, you know, I guess you could go Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but I don't think that that's a, that's a safe situation for anybody to be in, especially being on the street. One thing I noticed about watching you in VSK and watching you train and compete is that you seem to—I don't know—it seems like it's based on reserving energy. You're not, am I right? It seems like you're reserving energy. It seems like you're trying to do as much as you can and strike as much as you can without overexerting yourself. Uh, yeah, you you want to? I mean, competition is different than street, though, right? You know, that's that's something we got to keep in mind. Like, if if you're if you're in a competition and you're sparring, you know, if you're doing point sparring, or if you're in a competition where they, where it's not based on points, they're just doing time. I mean, then, you know, yeah, I mean, you might be, you know, conserving your energy, filling the opponent out. But again, that's all competition. And on street level, you want to end that, end that threatening situation as quickly as possible. So on street level, if you're attacked, you want to be aggressive and decisive quickly. You want to end that situation as quickly as possible. Okay, so let's get into some things that we can do as runners to be safe. I'm going to tell you, I do enjoy trail running, but I'm always nervous. And I'm, it's like you got to look out for animals and humans all the time. I'm always looking over my shoulders and it's, it can make it not enjoyable, although I'm out there to enjoy the scenery. What are some things, let's start with the trail, where there are a lot of trees and just noises that you know it could be a cat creeping up behind you and you think it's a person what are some things that we can do to really stay aware and really prepare ourselves just in case something happens right um well i mean trail running is trail run is great i you know i enjoy trail running too um so when it comes to trail running i mean first of all never run at night first of all I mean, I I don't think. I mean, first of all, I, I don't really think people should be running at night anyway. But definitely not on a trail type of situation because you're probably not gonna have lights out there, and it's just 
it's too easy, you know. It's for, too Jason Voorhees. Voorhees. Like, what was his name? <laughs> Jason Voorhees. I'm not trying to run. <laughs> I, you know, I grew up watching those movies in the 80s. I'm not trying to run on a trail at night. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, you don't, you don't want to do that um, at night. So, I, I would definitely just say, you know, definitely while it's daylight outside, um, you know, you can, I mean, you know, you can, you can listen, you know, to, to your music and stuff, but you just got to... You have to stay aware um, as far as animals and things like that. I mean, I know that this is a nationwide, you know, podcast, worldwide, you know, podcast. So uh, I'm sure it's different animals depending on, you know, what regions or different things that you live in. Uh, so you want to be conscious of that. Um, but the main thing is just staying aware. Uh, you know, the main thing is just staying aware. Um, even if you do, even even if you are uh, running with with your music on you got your headphones and things in um, I know that a lot of the uh, the headphones now or even on whatever uh, music device you're using whether that's your phone or mp3 player they have a setting which is called a uh, ambient sound so ambient sound um, it, it sets the it sets the music so that you can still hear your surroundings okay so you know you, you don't you don't want to do you don't want to do noise canceling uh, headphones, you know, while you're while you're running, because then that that means that it's it's creating a uh, kind of, kind of a suction type of situation where you can't hear anything else but the music. So you you don't want to have that type of situation. So just always staying aware, you know, keep your eyes open and you know run in the daylight and always you know be be conscious of where you're going, you know, and where and what what's, what what your surroundings are. So don't don't have your blinders on. Okay, so let's get into a situation. Actually, this happened to me. Somebody followed me to a train. And this is not, unfortunately, this is not uncommon. Women get followed, and I'm pretty sure boys and men get followed too. But women get followed on a regular basis, just doing regular things. What are some things that we can do if we notice that something is off? That somebody is following us or they're harassing us in some sort of way. First thing I would say, if you if you notice that somebody is following you or somebody is watching you or if you just don't feel comfortable for whatever reason, uh, the first thing I would do and what I would instruct you all to do is grab a hold of something in your purse that can be used as a weapon. First of all, we're not running with purses. Then you should okay. So okay. So if we're just talking about a situation where you're running, then if you have if you have your keys on you, um, you can use your keys. I know many times when people try to run, they try to kind of make it as light as possible. Um, so you know your keys. Uh, but again, I mean even I mean even even your phone. I mean you know I would I mean if it's if if I'm if I, if I'm being if if I'm attacked in a situation and I don't have anything else to use but my phone, I'd use that phone. So, but now, so now let's just say, but let's just say you don't have anything. Or I mean, if you're running, or if you're if if you're trail running, you know, you can get a hold of some type of branch or something. But let's just say you don't have anything. Let's say you don't have anything. First thing I would do is I would let that person know that you know that they're there. First By of doing all. what? What should we do? I mean, you can look at them. I mean, you can say, you know, you can you can speak to them. Hello, how are you? You know, or, you know, you can just say so, you know, you, you acknowledge the person. 
basically, you know, so you, you just acknowledge the person in some type of way so that you let them know that, you know, that they're there, you know, so that they don't sort of now they understand that they just don't have the drop on you. That they, you know, that they just sneaking up and you don't know that they're there. So that would be the first thing. Um, the second thing, uh, after that is I would start going away from that person. You know, now then if you start to notice a situation where now they're like giving chase now, like they're coming after you at this point, then, um, you know, again, you try to, you know, you try to, you try to run, you start being vocal, you start being vocal, you know, help, hello, you know, um, this person is chasing me, you know, whatever you want to do, uh, you start being very vocal so that you can let somebody around. If you're in a trail running type of situation, there's chances are it might not be people around, you know, so be conscious of that too. Um, so, and then just dealing with, you know, the reality of the situation. Um, if it becomes a situation where this person is now close to you and they start trying to grab you and they start trying to attack you, then you have to go all out. At that point, you have to go all out. Once it becomes a situation where now it's physical, they are in your personal space, they have decided to physically aggress you, it is time to go all out and do whatever you have to do to get out of that situation safely and get back home. And and that means no holds barred. It either becomes it's, 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 it's them or you. Okay, so I usually run with my keys in my hands. I wish I had, I wish this was a video podcast, but I usually run with my keys in my hands and the keys are usually sticking out of my fingers. And I know I can use that to stab somebody in the eye or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy, Flaunt. I'm crazy, Flaunt Squad, but that's how I run. I run with my keys sticking out of my finger so I can use it as, a, use my key as a knife. But you said the phone. What can I do with my phone? Because I'm running with my phone always in my other hand. What can I do with my phone? I mean, somebody, you can beat somebody with a phone. I mean, you can beat somebody with a phone. You hold it, you know, you hold it at this many times. One one of the things is that I know that um, I know that many of the women nowadays are liking the bigger phones. You know, iPhone Plus or the Galaxy 8 Plus, whatever. So they're liking the bigger phones. Grab it closer to a far edge so that you have like a like a pointed like a like a point edge on the phone if you understand what i mean grab it closer towards the top of the phone or closer towards the bottom of the phone if you know what i mean and put it in a situation of um what we would call an ice pick grip right so an ice pick grip you know if you you know if you've done or if you you know in knife training you have a hammer grip and you have ice pick grip so in an ice pick type of grip like how you would use an ice pick to pick at ice that's how you can hold your phone and that's how you would attack somebody like you picking that ice like an ice pick grip right so that's one way i mean you know yeah i mean of course you're gonna damage your phone but i mean who cares damage phone or damage you right you know so i mean you know what, what would you rather have so um that's one thing also something to keep in mind too this is something that uh that, that i would teach in my self-defense classes uh etg so etg eyes throat groin Eyes, throat, groin. It doesn't matter how big that that person is, uh, how strong that person might be. They're not. They're not going to be immune to a strike to the eye. They're not going to be immune to a strike to the throat. 
and a strike to the groin. So that's what you want to go for. Um, those would be the most vital areas. Um, even if I mean, even if you even if you do get into a situation where you're now being wrestled to the ground, you can go for that. You know what I mean? Put a thumb in the eye. That'll get them up off of you. You know, put 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 a thumb in the eye. Um, you know, strike them in the throat as hard as you can with whatever you have. You know, groin, all those types of things. I mean, even you know, even bite them. You know what I mean? If they got on, you know, bite. You know, you get out of there. Even Bruce Lee, Bruce Bruce Lee even taught that. You know, if it's you know, you bite. You're using my teeth, I'm using everything. Oh, I've heard you say before that we should not never let them take you anywhere else. Like that should be your number one goal to stay where you are. Why is that? You don't want to do that because you don't know what's going to happen after that. I mean, you know, that could be, I mean, putting you in the trunk. I mean, they could be taking you anywhere, dropping you off somewhere. They could be taking you somewhere where it's a whole group of other people. You know, and now you're dealing with a group of people instead of that one person or those two people. Now you got a whole group of people. So you, you never want to do that. I mean, they may have hostage situations. I mean, so you, you never want to do that, you know, if you if you can avoid it. I mean, you, you just got to. I mean, I, I, it, it's something that nobody wants to think about. It's something that nobody wants to think about. But we've all seen enough movies. We've watched enough news, you know, that. These things ha- are happening. You know, these things are happening. So number one is number one is to do your best to not put yourself in areas or situations that have a high likelihood of violence or, you know, things like that happening. That's number one. You know what I mean? So number one is to just be aware of your be aware of where you're going and don't go to those places. That's number one. So then number two, be aware of your surroundings. And number three, if it becomes a situation, go all out. Show no mercy, no holds barred. Because you have to understand, like, you know, you don't have, when when a person decides to aggress you, you don't have any obligation to that person. They decided to interrupt you. They decided to aggress you. They decided to bother you. So you go all out. You are in the right to do whatever you need to do, whatever that may be, to get out of that situation safely. What about weapons such as mace, pepper spray? I know it's illegal. And is it illegal in Illinois? Pepper spray and mace? I think it is. But it's pepper. Illinois has so many restrictions. But. They are legal in some places, but what are some weapons that women need to be running with? Uh, the Mason pepper spray, I think is, um, I don't know. I mean, the Mason pepper spray, I think could be okay. Maybe if you, if you already have it in your hand, ready to go. Um, you know, but if you have it in a purse or if it's something that you gotta, you know, reach to go get it. I mean, I don't know. It could, it could, it could be a little problematic, but it's okay. Um, I mean, you could also take things. Uh, I mean, you know, one one of the so it's a um, it's a weapon that uh, that I mean, it's it's a whole system around it. It's called uh, yawara. So your yawara uh, in Japan, which is just a short stick, 
it's just a short stick. You know, you, you, you've seen me with a couple of these. So it's just a short stick. That, that's all it is. So, I mean, it's something that you could, I mean, this could be, a, um, it could be a pen. The same techniques could be applied with a pen, um, you know, or, or any type of just short stick. And, uh, again, I mean, you know, you just use it like how I talked about earlier with the, with, with the cell phone, you could put it in an ice pick type of grip and that's just what you use. I mean, I, I, I kind of prefer, uh, something like that, uh, just because I feel like it's easy. You know, I feel like it's easy. You don't have to go through a whole lot of changes trying to flick a safety switch on a mace can and spray it and aim it and all that type of thing. I mean, you know, you, you got, you got just a short stick or, or, or a strong pin or something like that. And I mean, you can just, you know, go to work, you know, go, go to work, you know, wherever, you know, whatever you're going to do. So, I mean, I, I, I kind of like, uh, those types of things. And you all, you just mentioned like hollering for help. I heard that we should holler fire because other people feel like they're in danger too. If you holler fire, is that is that true? Or should we just holler whatever we need to holler to get out of that situation? I I really say you just holler whatever you need to do to holler. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, fire or anything like that, but really, I mean, to, to me, to me, if I hear somebody hollering fire, I'm thinking it's a fire. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know that that person is in, is in uh, danger, you know, being attacked. So... If, if I, if I'm somebody and if I, if I might be in the mind of trying to help that person, I wouldn't know that that's what's going on. I would just be thinking, oh, it's a fire. I, I remember thinking they just, I might even, I might not even know that they're actually in the fire. I might, they just be, they might just see a fire someplace, you know? So I don't know if, uh, if yelling fire, what would be the thing to do? I, I would just say, you know, you yell, you know what you need to yell, you know, just start yelling. You know what I mean? How, however you want to yell, whatever you want to yell, um, is 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 uh the way to go. I would say. All right. So thank you for joining me. Do you have any other tips to um give us just to be safe? We might need to have you on the show again because we need to talk about weapons. What if they have a weapon? Let's talk about that for a second. If sure. you have a minute, yeah. what if the person has a weapon? Uh, if the person has a weapon. Um, I think of, I think of probably a situation of, okay, if we're we're dealing with a runner, um, I think probably in a situation of, you know, more often than not, I I mean, I think, I mean, I, I haven't went through, I haven't went through the, uh, the whole process of researching the numbers and statistics on this, but I would, I would, I'm under the impression that typically if somebody's being attacked while they're running more often than not, it's a woman. So in that type of situation, um, if it's a woman being attacked and she's running and, um, a lot of times it ends up being some type of rape situation or they're trying to go for some type of rape situation. So I think that more often than not, they're probably coming at you with some type of knife or something uh, more so than a gun. Also a gun is loud. Um, and they don't want to bring attention um, to the situation. So I would think that they're probably going to want to intimidate you uh, with a knife or a blade. Um, I mean, I whenever whenever I'm doing my self defense class, I don't I don't, I don't sugarcoat things because especially when you're talking about something like this, I don't think that that helps anything. So the reality of the situation is is that in an up close situation, a knife can be a lot more damaging than a pistol. 
Um, because the thing about a knife, which makes a knife dangerous, is that you don't have to have any type of training to be dangerous with a knife. I mean, people don't have to know anything. All they have to know is how to pick one up and swing it. And you're dangerous with a knife. So, with that being said, um, there are uh, techniques and training out there that can teach you how to deal with the knife. Um, in order to be effective with that, it does take a commitment. Um, so, dealing with the fact that most people are not going to commit that time to be effective dealing with a knife. Um, I would say that in the event that you are attacked and somebody has a knife, uh, protect yourself by blocking with your palms facing you. Don't don't put your palms facing the person because now you're exposing the veins in your arms. Mm. So if you're going to try to, if, if you're blocking, put your palms facing you so that then that way if they're slashing, they're getting mostly muscle and bone versus on the underside of your arm where they can catch your, your arteries you know and your veins at so um with that um and also to understand understand that it's it's a 95 to 100 percent chance you're gonna get cut the goal is to not get killed okay so and um go for what you know go all out on that note thought squad i have to end this interview and we're gonna have to talk about this another time but thank you so much for joining flaunt squad your name is instructor yasir i'm sorry i didn't even introduce you i just figured everybody knew you (laughs) well instructor yasir thank you so much for joining us on flaunt performance podcast and you gave some great tips so All right, everybody out there, be safe. Uh, Stay aware. Always be aware of your surroundings. Um, And, um, you know, stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Peace.